When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast on your Monday night. Um, one minute past half past seven, which is 7.31. Um, supposed to start at half past seven, but if the rabble starts on time, then you know something's wrong. Um, hello and welcome. Um, it's good to be back in the hosting chair. He says that as he only has one or two things in his head to talk about. Um, so throughout the show, folks, if you want to get your comments in, please do. If you want to get discussions going, please do in the comments, and then I can pick it up and pretend it was my idea to talk about it. That would be absolutely fantastic. So hello, welcome. I hope you're all well. And tonight I am joined by somebody who is probably raging that I'm sitting here because he's been taking all the limelight. Uh, Robert, Robert, how are you? Listen, I'm, I'm delighted to be on the right-hand side of the screen tonight. Um, no, it's good to have you back. I've seen some people in the comments as well say it's good to have you back. And it must mean we're getting closer to the, the, the competitive football because that's when you turn up, isn't it, business time? Oh, I, I just turn up when I know that people are going to be watching. That's the only time I turn up. None of that pre-season stuff. That's for you. That's not for me. Um, I'm only joking. Uh, when the four-end starts back, when the season starts, you probably won't see me much unless some of you can learn how to use a computer. Um, but we're also joined by Wolf. Wolf, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. See how Wolf just says, I'm fine, thank you, and moves on. Doesn't he hit back with any nonsense, Robert, or tries to be cheeky to the boss, or... Um, can I also just say, by the way, just just so there's there's no argument or people getting angry in the comments from me later on. Ninety nine point nine percent of everything I say when it comes across aggressive or it comes across as me having a go is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, Robert was hosting the other night. I jumped on and had a wee laugh and a joke with him. And uh, I seen some comments saying, "Oh, Robert, you're doing a good job. Don't let him pull you down. Don't let him bully you." Um, Robert, do I bully people? Um, no. 
no, you don't. Listen, I've said before on on a serious matter, like we've said numerous times about how this is a community and we need to support each other and stuff. And I, and I can only I can only sort of back that up for what I've experienced. So, I'm um, looking forward to a good sixty minutes tonight. Hopefully, we get there in the end with just the three of us. I'm sure we will. Um, show must go on, Martin. Well, Martin, you're so aggressive. Um, I mean, I'm just a miserable old man, if I'm being brutally honest with you. It's my birthday the other day, and I just feel as if the the the, the days and the year, the weeks and the years are rolling on. Um, Gallant, Robert's after your job, Martin. Robert can have my job. Robert can absolutely have my job. Um, I'm just looking to see if there's anybody else in the comments. Um, Paul, Wolf cracking pictures in the old background. And I see Paul. And I speak good evening from CGM. Um, thought you were retired, Martin. I tried, but the show just couldn't go without me, so I had to come back. This is um, when you know Martin's not got much of an agenda. He starts going through the comments early doors. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm looking for something to talk about. But yeah, no, look, we do have some stuff to talk about. It was, of course, the third round Champions League qualifier draw today. Um, Rangers. Martin, drew. before you before you go before you go off on that, can we get the somber bit out of the way first? If you don't mind, I was going to leave it until the end, but no, um, yeah, let's on. get it. Let's get it out of the way first, um, because I think it would be remiss of us not to start without mentioning the sad passing today at the age of sixty-nine of Trevor Francis. Um, while we're on the subject of bereavements, um, the rabble's thoughts go out to our own Brian Fotheringham, who's had a, a bereavement in the family as well. Yeah, um, well said. But we'll just leave that there. But yeah, Trevor, uh, Trevor Francis, sixty-nine years. It was only a year at Rangers. You, you lads are probably too young to have seen... Well, maybe not you, Martin, but certainly Robert's too young to have seen um, Trevor Francis play for Rangers. 1987-88 uh, season. He just joined us for a season. Played a total of 25 games. 18 in the league and 7 in other competitions, including the League Cup. Where, um, if you're aware of the that League Cup final that year, we played Aberdeen. Drew 3-3. Three, three, that was the, the day of Davy Cooper's magnificent free kick that Leighton said he got a hand on on the way back out that went to penalties that we won 5-4 and the late great Trevor the now late great Trevor Francis scored penalty number four so sadly 69 years old that's no age at all um, no it isn't and sudden heart attack it is his Spanish his Spanish home this morning and news broke very quickly actually because it was only this morning he had a heart attack and I found out mid-morning so it was very 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 quickly the news broke sad sad loss Obviously, he'll always he'll always be remembered as Britain's first million pound player mm-hmm. when he went to Nottingham Forest, and he also scored the winning goal in the European Cup final for them in 1979. Which, incidentally, is a European Cup that we should probably have won, but that's another story for a different day. Because um, if we'd beat Cologne in the quarterfinals, what was left would probably be probably I won it. But anyway, but yeah, Trevor Francis sad, sadly missed. I don't know if you guys have got any any memories of him. Obviously. Um, fifty-two cards as well, twelve goals for them. You know, I was too, I was too young. Um, and by the way, Robert's a lot older than me, just so we can we can get that out there. Um, but I, I was too young to ever see it. The only time I remember seeing Trevor Francis, not seeing, but like I think it was on a video, it was one of the old Rangers gold videos or something like that. Um, I remember seeing Trevor Francis, but from a footballing point of view, Robert, I was I was too young. Um, you see. Uh- I think personally for me, it was more as a pundit. It used to pop up in the co-coms now and again, um, but, but on football tags. I know he spent some time at Sampdoria with, with Sunis. Um, like that's probably yeah. he, why he ended up at Rangers. They were quite close, I, I do believe. Um, and listen, he'd done well in management as well. I think he, Sheffield Wednesday, he took them a couple of cup finals and 
Birmingham City as well. So, oh, he'll be fond of a member of the football family, that's for sure. And, um, you know, Will's done a really nice, sort of poignant sort of effort there. And I'm not going to try and follow that up or beat it. So, no, no, yeah. exactly. And I suppose all we can say, Wolf, is that obviously thoughts and, and, and best wishes and go out to the go out to his family and friends. It's like, yeah, you say, absolutely. It was, yeah, it was absolutely. a shock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a tremendous football player. We 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 only had him for a year, you know, towards the end of his career. But he was an absolutely phenomenal football player. Um, so yeah, thoughts go out to everybody, everybody close to him, and I'm sure the club will do the right thing on Wednesday night. Oh yeah, we'll do something they will absolutely. Um, okay, so the Champions League qualifier third round draw. I think I've said that differently twice or three, two or three times now. Um, was made today. Whilst, of course, I was at my busiest section in work, um, and by the time I got to have a wee look at my phone, um, everybody had got out what they thought, and it was old news. But we shall discuss it anyway, Robert. Um, Servette or Genk? What's your thoughts? Uh, I think out of the teams, that's probably the toughest it could have been. I know it's maybe split opinion on social media. Well, Michael, we'll be sitting there thinking, you know, it's a colossal task. Probably not. However, I do think we're going to have to be better than maybe we've shown early doors in pre-season. Um, I know, obviously, Savet have already started the, the Swiss League and um, started it well. Uh, and only one game played, but they've, they've got a win under their belt at least. So, um, as I say, it could have been easier. Um, decent set of trips, I suppose, if you're, you're planning to go to these games. But I think more importantly, it's just about getting through and the, the, the task is going to get bigger. You've seen the teams we could get possibly in the, the playoff round. So this is what happens when you want to get to the top table. You've got to beat decent teams. So I think it's all about how we deal with ourselves and trying not to focus too much on our position because I think that can maybe go against you. So um, we'll see they come thick and fast. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. I hope we can get into the playoff uh, the playoff round and then see what it takes us. Um, we know obviously then we've got this, uh, the comfort of Europa League. But again, that's another discussion that I'm sure will come is where do you want to be playing your football? Do you want to have a chance at getting through to the latter stages, or do you want to, you know, take your your money and, and, and see what see what happens in the, in the Champions League? But no, as a, a tie, it, it, we'll see. You know how they. Well, you said they play tomorrow night. These two teams. A week on Wednesday is the second leg. So we'll see who who, who goes through and, and then take it from there. But we we need to sort of obviously use these next two preseason games and obviously um, you know to get fitness and, and get an idea of playing. Because I, I still don't see much change. If I'm honest, I seen a, a brilliant thing on Twitter. Well, that um, you know a few people were saying, "Oh, Genk, it could, it's the hardest draw that we could have got, and we could have got we could have got easier teams in amongst that." That's obviously people just assuming that Genk are going to win. Um, but you know we're trying to get into Europe's top European competition. It's, it's never going to be easy and to get into Europe's top competition. So it doesn't matter who you come up against. If, if you're not good enough to beat people who need to qualify to get into the competition, then you shouldn't be in the competition. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's never, there was never going to be an easy tie. I agree with Robert. I think on paper, assuming that Genk beat Servette, then I think Genk were probably the toughest team we could, we could have drawn out of what was available. Um, in the, in the draw today, I mean, every every potential opponent had had its own challenges. I mean, I mean, their group chat was going nuts when the first the first game came out. The hack is back at Topola came out in the first tie. Uh, they're playing Braga, and uh, I think it was, it was Stu that put that's the easy one gone. There's no easy there's no easy ties at this at this level. 
you know, I mean, you, you begin into the unknown and deepest, darkest Serbia. You don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy, I wouldn't fancy that. You know, you just don't know, you don't know what you're coming into. You know, uh, I mean, Genk, I think they had a decent European run last season, if I remember correctly. I haven't looked into it, but I'm sure they had a decent run last season. Um, I fully expect them to beat Servet. I've got a mate who's absolutely convinced he's going to beat them and was all for booking flights at lunchtime. But I'm like, no, 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 we'll hold off on that now. Um, logistically, from a Rangers point of view, it's fantastic because it's only a couple of flights across across the channel. You know, it's it's. Um, I mean, the, the away leg is after the second home, the second big game of the season, which is at home at home. So that's not home on a Saturday afternoon. So that shouldn't cause too many problems. But we come back and then we're up at Ross County, so it's not really going to cause too many problems that way, because obviously it's not it's not a six a five six hour flight. It's not you know, loads of, loads of time zones, all that sort of stuff. So it isn't going to be easy. It really isn't going to be easy. Um, the good the good thing that we've got an either or is that we can watch we can watch both teams twice in the European setting. We can also watch them domestically because the Swiss League started this weekend, past and the Belgian League starts this weekend coming. So really, in theory, before we before we play whoever we get, we can watch them three times from now. You know which. Which is great from that. I know you just point you. And as far as I'm concerned, I know usually you want the second leg to, to be at home, but I think the fact that the first leg's at home will do us an enormous favour because Ibrox will be absolutely bouncing. Now, if we were away first and we did what we did last year against against USG, what I mean, got beat, Ibrox would be very, very pensive for the start of the second leg. But obviously, you know, because the first leg, the first leg's at Ibrox, we're into the game. It's all level. If we can. Score a couple of early goals. The place will be absolutely jumping, and that will give us a huge advantage. I think. Yeah. See, I've always wondered, Robert, with the whole, um, you know, the away goals rule doesn't count anymore. So, does it matter if you're home or away? Um, should it be that the the team that's considered to be the better team, if you like, gets, you know, I suppose I'll say it again, if you like, preferential treatment by getting the, the home tie first. Does it matter home away, um, neutral? Your grand's back garden, your best mate's front door. Does it matter? I think psychologically it does. Yes, um, teams for for the for the comfort of knowing that if you go to the first game and don't perform and maybe are one behind or a draw, etc., you know you're going to your own place to play the next game. I think that's a psychological thing that's just developed through the years. But let's be honest, you know, as you said before, if you're not beating these teams, you don't deserve to be here. As I said earlier, I don't think Michael Beale will be sitting there fearing these two sides. He'll do his homework as, as well as so alluded to in these next coming games and, and make sure we're well-equipped to to know how they're going to play, but also how we're going to impose ourselves in, in, in both both fixtures. As well says there, the Ibex uh, tie at first could, could could really be, you know, you put the, the game to bed and then um, have nothing to fear when you're on your travels, but... We'll wait and see. As I said, we've got a, you know, a lot of games to come before then and a lot of chances to put things right and have a, a style of play and, and some zip about us before these games come a, come a, come a, come a calling. You do understand that these that games... Again? Before these games come a calling. There we go. There we see, how you um, Because you, 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 these games are some of the biggest games of your season. They can make or break it, can't they? Um, you know, ultimately, you want to win the league and just qualify and not have to do these, but... Um, it's the Rangers' way. We need to make it the difficult route, and hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we can put one of these teams to the sword. Well, yeah, we, we need to do it the difficult way because we've opened up the avenue for a team in Scotland to be able to get straight in um, to the Champions League. But if there was only, 
Um, sorry, not of the was only. Um, if it was the other way about, then we know that the other team wouldn't be able to qualify because as I seen earlier, I seen a wee thing earlier that uh, I think it was at Twitter, YouTube, um, 4G, uh, or another couple of things have all been invented since they last won a knockout game. So um, if there's going to be one team that can do the coefficient for Scotland by winning knockout games, it's us. Don't know how well we would do once we get to the Champions League right enough. That's a, that's a completely different story. But this this brings us, Wolf, into a, a kind of separate conversation that I was going to have at the end. Um, in terms of not for the fans, not for Michael Beale, not maybe even as much so for the players, but for the board who we ha- we will come on to a bit later on, actually, and talk about how much they've backed Michael Beale so far, and it looks like they're going to continue um, to back the manager. Do you think this this and it's look, it's not Saudi money, it's not English money, it's it's a lot of money for playing in Scotland, it's a lot of money for the amount of money that we probably bring in, but the fact that they've backed the manager. Um, so much, and the season is nowhere near nowhere near starting. If you like, do we need to qualify for the Champions League from a board point of view? I, I don't think, from a financial point of view, we need we need to qualify for the Champions League. Obviously, we want to qualify for the Champions League. Um, ideal scenario, as we've all been saying, is qualifying for the Champions League, finish third, and drop into the Europa League, and go on a, go on a wee run in the latter stages of that. The main reason that I personally wanted to get in the Champions League, other than the fact I hate seeing Rangers lose games and would have to lose games not to be in it, um, is that I want us to repair our reputation. Because the reputation took an absolute battering last year. Due to circumstances, but circum- but uh, scorecards and history books, they don't they don't show circumstances. They just show the black and white, that's the result. Hammered all over, hammered all over six games in the Champions League. We need to get into the Champions League and we need to win a couple of games. You know what I mean? We might take a, we might take a couple of fairly heavy beatings against the the pot one and pot two sides away from home or whatever. That would be or or we'll, or get the absolute what turned out to be group of death. Well, we're not going to that. That's unlikely to happen again. Let's be honest. That's unlikely to happen again. We'll be in pot three as well, which which would be a which would be a bonus. Um, although the pot four teams are quite tasty because Newcastle's one of them. I don't fancy getting them every single team now that goes into Europe. See if you if you take it from a, a Rangers and a them a Celtic point of view. Um, financially, we struggle to compete with Belgian teams. You know, mm-hmm. never never mind the English teams or the Dutch teams or the French teams. We struggle to compete financially with just about everybody else in Europe. That's the position that both Rangers and Celtic, and if you like, if you want to go down to your Aberdeens, and I was going to say Dundee United, but they're not, they're not in the top league. But just Scottish football in general, we, we can't compete with the, with, the, with the transfer budgets, with the wage demands, um, the, the players that are going to take us to the next level. We, we can't get them in. So... No, we can't. I mean... I, I, forgot, you look I at, forgot the point I was going to make, so just carry yeah, on sorry, as if I made sorry. a really good point. I mean, if you look at if you look at the the, the other the other draw today was for the um, the third qualifying round of the, of the Conference League, right? And if you look at that, there's, there's some fairly I wouldn't say famous, but fairly well known European sides in that. You know what I mean? And that's that's a qualifying round for the the third and newly formed competition. And there's some there's some tasty teams in that that you wouldn't that you would you wouldn't really. Is that as is that? Well, sorry, to interrupt you again, but is that the competition that didn't matter and had no relevance at all in football until West Ham won it? Well, yeah, but it's, it's only right, the second right, year of it. Sure, I mean, sure. just, I was just double checking. 
But it's basically become something quicker than it was going to because West Ham won it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything that starts new, it's not really that important. And then all of a sudden it's a, it's one of the best things to slice bread. But I mean, it's still a, it's still a European trophy. You know what I mean? Put it this way, if we ever won that, I'd celebrate it like the European trophy it is, although I don't ever want to be in it because it means that we're not in the Champions League or the Europa League. So, mm-hmm. but the, 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 I mean? the Roma Roma won it the first time and they celebrated it, you know, massively. Um, yep. Mourinho yep. and and that city, you know, it was, it was delight for them. So I think the trouble is we're as I say close to England and they sort of run things down unless it's their own their own competition. Unless Martin says one of their teams wins it, so that's what it took in this occasion for this competition to get its spotlight. I just in Britain because even if you look at and look, we're going off on a mad tangent here, right? But see if you look at like say the Europa League. The Spanish or the Spanish teams that were in that wanted to win it, or the German teams that were in it wanted to win it. If we were in it, we wanted to win it. So I, I think that's maybe just a an English thing. Well, let, let's not get too disparaging about the Conference League because we've we've signed a player who is who was a Conference League's top scorer in its first year, and we're lauding the fact that he did that. So of course, I mean, it can he be a Mickey Mouse competition in one hand, and then say, look how many goals this guy scored in it in the other hand. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. It's a European competition. There are some decent teams in it. You know, I mean, the way they've, the way they've structured that has made the Europa League even harder because there's less there's less so-called diddy teams in the Europa League now because they've all dropped into the Conference League. You know, but I mean, even that, you've got some teams in the Conference League third, third qualifying that you would you would ne- never expect to win games in Europe. You know what I mean? I mean, Hibs were in that draw. I mean, come on, Hibs? Hmm. Can I just say, by the way, for folk watching, you will see me have my coffee while I'm doing this, and it's in a Beatles cup. The only people who listen to the Random Rabble um, on our Patreon will. Hold on, you've got more faces than you've got more faces in the tune clock because on the listen, Random Rabble, you hated the Beatles. I don't hate the Beatles. I just don't think they're as great as what everybody thinks they are. And the point I made was is that Pink Floyd were far superior. So I'm wearing a Pink Floyd T-shirt. And I'm going to be drinking out of a Beatles cup because I asked my my good lady to make my coffee just as I started, and that's the cup that she gave me. And so it's just in case there's anybody who listens to the random rabble and they see me with a Beatles cup going, hold on a minute. He was lying, so, I wasn't. He? I'm not a big fan of the Beatles. Can I ask you a question? Why yeah. is he got a Beatles cup in your house? It's my stepson's. He's a massive fan. Okay. There we go. Next question you know, is why are you drinking out your stepson's cup? Because he's in America and they got it. It was in the wash, so it was in the dishwasher, and so that's why I've got it. Robert Danilo, as we quickly as we quickly move on from this conversation, um, it seems to be every week a new different story appears. Um, I've got absolutely no idea what's going on, um, but according to reports, and I love that saying, right? Because you can say according to reports and then just say anything you want, right? That's the great thing about it. But according to reports, um, we have put in another bid, if you believe it. Anywhere from six to 150 million, um, but apparently we put in a bid of six million. Nobody knows if it's euros or pounds. We're assuming it's euros, and apparently we're going to break our wage budget here and offer them 45 grand a week. Well, that's what blew me away is that the figures being touted for wages. Um, is it a fear a wee bit because you think where do you go from that in terms of keeping them? If you want to keep them at any point, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy numbers. Listen, that. The boy's clearly a talent. The manager clearly wants him. He's spoken about wanting him. Um, I just have a, a fear of where are we going to play all these guys? We're going to have a, a lot of front, you know, forward forward thinking players. 
I think we're going to go on one in, in, in a wee while, but um, would he then go two up front? It does throw up a lot of connotations. You, you thought we uh, spent a lot of money in uh, Cyril Dessers to be the main man, and then this comes out the woodwork. So it's interesting. Listen, as I've said before on here, love a Brazilian. Um, if we can get Brazilian over the line, fantastic. Um, and, and I think it really would put, put some more spotlight on the league if you've got that sort of flair and, and, and talent up front. So, no, I hope we can get it done. The numbers are frightening, for want of a better word. But if, if the club think we can we can do that, then I'm going to have to disagree with Will from what he said before. We, you know, we are backing the manager to get into the Champions League. The, the board will want that money. Well, see, that, that's the point I was making, Wolf. Um, if we're going to be offering something, people are saying in the comments that it's €45,000 a week, which I think translates to about thirty nine grand um, a week, which I just wouldn't get out of my bed for, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Um, but even £39,000 a week, I don't think there's any Rangers player right now. I think that I always thought, and I was always under the assumption that the cap was thirty-five. Now, it's only four grand, right? Um, but if we're... If we're um, if we're gonna, what are you pointing at? It's only four grand. Only yeah. four grand. It's only four grand. <laughs> only four grand. I, I walk from my bedroom downstairs and I've made six grand. So I don't, you know, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's the point I was trying to make. Well, before Robert really interrupted me, that they both do seem to be backing them with a hell of a lot of money for us. Well, they've def- they've definitely backed them because they have to. They have to be seen to be backing them. I mean, it's. It's noticeable since the since the since the change at the top of the board since the new chairman came in that you know there's a lot of things changing. We're spending money on a lot of things that we did that we didn't before, and we're, we're certainly bringing in players. I mean, I've I've heard that um, that th- that thirty nine thousand according to the reports. Well, according is, to the well, I've, I've heard that's off the mark. I've heard that's not as much as that. According um, to the reports, yeah, I've heard. I've heard according to reports that I've heard that's not as much. It's not going to be as much as that, um, but. We need, we need to, I mean, we're not, put it this way, we're not, we're not trying to bring him in at six, at six million pounds transfer and however, however many thousands of pounds a week not to get into the Champions League because that's where he'll want to be. That's where we'll want to be and hopefully he's a missing piece of the jigsaw. I mean, we've been chasing him for long enough. Michael Beale seems to have got all the players he's been chasing. So, I mean, he's obviously come in with assurances from the board and the board of, the board of, the board of ponied up. They come up and said, right, this, this is what we'll do. And, they're, spe- they're speculating this time. I mean, in the past, in the recent past, Rangers have moved players on, then brought players in. Very rarely in the recent past have we brought players in before we've really shipped folk out. So we've spent a lot. I mean, we've spent a lot of money. But bear in mind, we're going to be bringing quite a few, quite a few quid in in the next two or three weeks, one would imagine. Because Kamara's going to go. Well, Kamara's going to go. He was he was nowhere to be seen the, the first two friendlies. So that, that tells you that he's definitely away. You know, there's going to be Money coming in here and there. Matondo's been told he can find a club. You know what I mean? Although he's done himself no favours in the, what we've seen of him so far this pre-season. So there will there will be money coming in. And if we win this game with either Savet or Ghent, there's another £5 million in the coffers. You know? So they've, def- I mean, they've definitely backed them. And they will be looking for Champions League. Of course they will. Every club, that's, every club in those qualifiers will be looking for Champions League because that's an awful lot of money. Can I just clear something up very, very quickly? Because I've already had two WhatsApp messages um, and just before anybody else jumps down my throat, um, Jim Sloan. Now, 
Um, as everybody knows, all of our extra content, if you like, you know, our EPL shows, our daily rabbles, we obviously talk about Rangers on a daily basis, um, our rabble extras, our rabble Sundays, build up to games, etc. All that extra content we moved over to Patreon. Um, but there's a few people who either A, don't like Patreon, um, can't get on to it, um, just won't move away from YouTube. And a few people asked me if I could restart the YouTube memberships. Um, now, the YouTube memberships are just simply um, what you see on screen. Um, it's just a way that um, to become a part of the Rabble community, but there's no videos or audio or anything extra added on there. It's just you become a member of the channel, um, you get your badge, you get priority response to comments, etc. But the only reason I started that back up was because people were asking me to. Um, but just so there's no confusion um, for people. Um, Robert, Dessers, Lammers, um, I'm... I'm actually missing somebody out as well. Um, and then, of course, if you add in, well, Seema. Seema's alone, Seema's alone, of course. But then if you add in Danilo on top of that, you would be talking the best part of about 15 million um, just on forward players alone. I don't want to keep har- harking back to the whole money situation, but for us to go out and spend the best part of 15 million on three players, um, how much credit or not do the board need to get in this? Oh, listen, they've certainly, as you say, there's no doubt that they believe Michael Beale is the man. They've, they've pumped the money into him um, and he's picked his players wisely. He's scouted these guys. We've heard that in the, the tales they've, they've told and they've, they've been unveiled. So there's, there's no doubt about that. My concern comes from, from you know, we need to start recruiting some money in. The squad's certainly swelling. There's guys there that you don't punt them now. They're going to be sat about for months and you may as well get, you, you might get, you know, he off for them. The likes of Matondo, I think Sakala could be another one. I know... Maybe out the two, you'd keep Sakala, but we're just going to have too many forward players. I, I, I saw in our group chat after Saturday's game, uh, Lee Wright had said that, that Roof was free to go, which I, I found I found that astounding. But um, I don't know if we'll get a fee for him even. But it's just, then you're reading in the, the comments here, some of the, the reported wages, Butlin 35 grand, Goldson 37 grand. You know, it's it's racking up. So the squad needs trimming. Um, certainly, Michael Bill spoke, I think, just towards the end of last season, heading into pre-season, about having a squad that's at 25, you know, um, two for each position and, and people really fighting it out. So when you've when you got a squad of maybe 34, 35 is where it's at the, at the minute. And then you've got young players as well who I'm sure we'll talk about catching the eye and, and possibly pushing as well. So we've just got a lot of a, a lot of personnel and it needs it needs trimming. I just I think it's good, Wolf, that you know, and, and somebody's put in the comments and it's just flew past me, and there's no way that I'm gonna find it. Um, but um, oh, yeah, there we go, Matt. Um, we have money banked from Bassi Aribo Patterson, the Europa League, obviously, being in the Champions League last season. Um, if it's not been stolen from us, I don't understand that, but but um, we have that money that's came in from transfers and the European run. Well, um, but we are quick here, and all Rangers fans are quick everywhere to jump down the board's throat when things aren't going right. We're quick to jump down the likes of Ross Wilson's throat when transfers, etc., aren't going right. But there's none of us that can sit here and go, well, Mr. Bennett's just sat on his arse, not done anything about it. No, as I said, since Mr. Bennett's come in, I mean, we've been we've been proactive on a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, we've everything they said they're going to deliver, they've delivered, they said they would back the manager and they've backed, they've backed the manager. I mean, if this does, if this doesn't work, if all these signings don't work, the pressure's right on right on Michael Wheel because he's got nobody else to blame but himself because he seems to have got in... <laughs> It's targets. I mean, the ones that certainly the ones that have been that have become public targets that have become public. They've, they've all been 
you know, they've all got they've got them all over the line. I mean, even even go back to the January window. Previously, we would we would have sat and waited for Cantwell and Raskin. We just went well, sign the pre-contract. Same same with with Cervantes. Michael Beale came out and said we've got we've got Cervantes in a pre-contract agreement. That's that's done that's done for the end of the year. And then he was asked, do you think you'll bring him in? And he says, well, yeah, I hope so. So he's looking to bring him in. Whereas not that many not that many years ago, Rangers were always on a pre-contract. If we can't get him for basically a loose change, we'll just leave him where he is. But it looks like it sounds like the board are prepared to shell out even more money just to bring him in because the manager wants him. So you know it's 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 positive because you're not you're not gonna win it, you're not gonna win anything or get to where we where we need to be. Penny penny pinching on signings. You just you just are not not in this day and age, you know. And because people perceive the money's there, whether it is still there or not, from the, the sales of Bassey and Patterson and Aribo and all the, the European runs in the Champions League last season, because that money hasn't been spent on players, and I know it's been spent on other stuff because the stadium was an absolute wreck when they took it over. You know, people need to, need to see that tangible. All, all football fans are interested in what's on the park. Because if you get it right on which the park, the see all the stuff we, be, which is the way it is. Be. see all the stuff that we moan about about the board are doing this or they're not doing that. You don't get any of that if you're successful. People will let that slide, and they'll know that. So they'll, they'll want to get back to that. So get my league title back. Hopefully, pick up at least one cup, decent run in Europe, everything in the gardens rosy again, and they'll start. And they'll start. The club will continue to go in the right direction and they'll, they'll get a lot less hassle. They'll be able to get on with stuff they want to get on with. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, Russell's saying, look, can't Mel and Raskin prove getting players in as soon as possible is beneficial to the club? Absolutely it is. Right? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, but, Robert, can we have can we switch up the conversation slightly to we have had a couple of pre-season games Obviously, the Newcastle one was a testimonial for Alan McGregor. Um, however, the Hamburg game, there seems to have been a bit of a reaction from the Hamburg game. <laughs> and we could talk about the positives, but why would you want to talk about the positives when the negatives are um, so much more fun to talk about? Uh, apparently, the Seema can't play football. He's not going to be good enough, um, and we should just send them back to Brighton. Listen, I've been as you've been talking tonight, seeing in the comments a lot of stuff about Sima and none of it um, that you'd want to whisper in the boys' ear. To be honest, so um, it's, it's difficult because it's one Mar- game, man. It's one well, game. Do you know what you mentioned the Newcastle game? And uh, okay, it was Alan McGregor's testimony, but still the squad played, didn't they? McGregor was always at the back, and Sima played. And I thought he'd done all right. He showed all right in there. Strong guy, bit of pace. Maybe didn't have the, the best of of afternoons on Saturday. But remember, Rabbi Matondo looked like a world beater last season in pre-season, and that's how that ended. So you've got to give these guys time. The thing is, as I alluded to before, we're going to have a lot of uh, of opportunities up front, so he's got to try and get into that, get, get yourself amongst it, hit the ground running. Um, maybe all these guys we've watched look a little bit like they're confidence players, to be honest. See, we're gonna, you're going to need these guys on form to get the best out of them. Um, Lammers looks, looks nice and tidy, but... I think the big man will be all right. I think we just need to, you know, stick with these guys. You know, it's saying he's worse than Matondo and he's a poor man, Sakala. And, you know, I think that's wide of the mark. We need to give him a wee chance. And bear in mind as well, these guys are still, you know, building up their fitness and, and trying to get a, understand a, a way of playing. And we'll see how they are against, you know, the, the, the opposition in the league. 
I'm going to come to Sakala in a minute, actually, because I think that's quite an interesting conversation to have. I know we've had the kind of conversation before, but um, I, I think he gets a lot of stick that isn't deserved. He gets stick that is, but I think he gets a lot of stick as well um, that isn't. But, well, Seema, it's been probably all in a game, if you include Newcastle, Hamburg, the amount of time they were on the pitch, etc., or maybe just over a game, whatever. Um, you know, it's a guy coming to a new country, a new club. We cannot jump down this guy's throat this early. <laughs> it's mental. No, you can't. Not only that, it's not only is it just just I, I, I was just over ninety minutes. It's, he's 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 played two halves of friendlies. That's all they are ultimately. Is getting the, getting the fitness up. I mean, okay, you want to win the games, and you know, but he's only getting this. I mean, he's he's clearly got a bit to go for a bit to go fitness wise. Right, because that that was that was evident on Saturday that he, he probably wasn't because he didn't seem to be as mobile as he probably should be. But that'll come because the fitness will, the fitness will come, and that's why they're working double sessions to get these guys up to speed, you know. And I mean, Michael Beale said, "Look, Seymour's not in to be the centre forward, and we're playing and we're playing him as a centre. Forward. He's he's not going to be a centre forward. That's not that's not the the role he's here for, you know, to to play on his own up there." So I think he'll be. I think he'll be fun. I think he'll do okay. He'll do fine. I mean, the negativity is is it's incredible. But it's range of sports for you, isn't it? I mean, that's just as you see. You were saying about Sakala. I mean, Sakala gets it in the neck. But he was probably what was his second highest second top goal scorer last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he gets it. In one the of neck our, for... he was one of our mo- most important players last season. That doesn't necessarily mean. That if a player's one of your most important one season, that they're good enough or they're going to give you the same impact the following season or they're still going to be at your football club. I get that. Um, but I'll just, I'll, I'll swiftly move on to the Sakara chat, Wolf, and I'll throw it right back at you. Um, I'm seeing loads of people online. And, and listen, I, I say this just about every week that I do this. Um, you know, Twitter and, and or X, whatever it's called, and... Uh, Fred and Facebook and Instagram and whatever, right? There's that many of them. Um, isn't a barometer of where your full support sits, right? But it's a sample size that you can take. Um, Sakala, for me, for the wages that the guy's on, um, for what we could possibly get for him if we were to sell him, I think he's more valuable to us if he stays. That's just my own personal opinion. Well, I've got no idea. I've got no idea of the wages he's on. Quite frankly, I don't really care what wages he's on. But I mean, if we let Sakala go, right, and I know you'll be there's all these rumours that there's people wanting, you know, that you're going to go to Saudi for four million for four million pound or a sort of stuff, right? If we let Sakala go, on on top of getting another Cholak, that's thirty goals we we'll have lost out of our team from last season. We and we've spent the last what eighteen months saying we don't score enough goals. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the space of two two or three weeks, we'll, we'll have got rid of a third of the goals that we scored last season. You know what I mean? So, yes, Sakala is very important. I mean, the two the two misses that you had against that other mob in the two games, had he scored one of them, he'd be an absolute hero. People, I mean, people would be lighting torches and marking, marching up members and driving at the very thought of selling them. That's that's how small margins it is. You know, I think I think he could do is a great job. But if, if what we're brought in is better than him, then Fine, sell him. He is a sellable asset. Everybody's got everybody's got the price. As we've just said, the board have backed the manager. They have to recoup some of that money somewhere. If that's if that's the Carlo, we have to put put thrust in the board and ultimately the manager who's let him go. You know, because it will ultimately ultimately be the manager's decision if he goes. So if he thinks he can cope without Sakala, then that's fine. But 
right, right here, right now, I think Sakala is very, very important to this team. Yeah, so they are. Um, can I just before we carry on, um, somebody who works with my partner who said they're a big fan of the show, um, can I just say a big hello and give a shout out to David Christensen? Um, and I apologise that I couldn't make it. I think there was a works night out and me and the missus couldn't make it. So I apologise for that. But just a big shout out to, to David Christensen. Thank you for being a fan of the show. Um, Robert, you want to just carry on the Sakala chat? Because I've no idea how to ask you the question in a different way to make me look. Well, I, I, I disagree with you two straight away. So I don't... I, All right. Just, just for the, the sheer use of the word important, I don't think he's important. Um, and I struggle to find out, or, or to, to figure out, should I say, where he fits in. Um, because you're just going to have too many players, far too many players, and he's one of the guys who probably has got a good, you know, um, ceiling at the minute. People are, you know, he's coming off the back of a decent season, um, and I think he could fit into a couple of sides in Europe. I know there's talk of maybe St. Pauli and in Germany as well before the Saudi stuff. So I think he's one of uh, the guys that we could get a fee for and a decent fee. I believe we didn't, we didn't pay any money for him either. So, um, you, you know, you're, it's all profit really. So. I just think for fashion, if we want to get, you know, league titles, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I, I don't see him fitting in in terms of getting 10, 15 games back to back. Whereas Dessers and Danilo, should we get him over the line, they're going to need to play week in, week out and be on top form. And I think fashion's been at his best when he started games, knowing he's been coming off the bench. Yeah, that's a great point. You pick up one there from RFC 72, which I never really considered that he's probably not going to start a lot. And I mean, Morelos was the same. Morelos was a terrible substitute. Scored there's loads and loads of goals, but there's no point in bringing him off the bench because he wouldn't score. Cholak, on the other hand, was a great substitute because you bring him on, he'd score goals. So, probably from that point of view, Robert, you've probably got a point. I never even, I never even gave it, gave it a thought of Sakala not being a great sub, but he doesn't appear to be a great substitute. So, uh, you've, you've, you've probably got a point, young man. Please don't mention Cholak. I'm still gutted the big man's gone. I really am. I know that what we've brought in and stuff, and, and it all looks rosy. And Roof even looked as if he was twenty again and fit. But I miss Cholak. I do. It's not fair, Robert. I was a bit to greet there, um, Robert. Tom Lawrence get back on the football pitch. Um, obviously, didn't get a lot of game time, um, but just fantastic to see him. Well, listen, it was the biggest roar of the afternoon, wasn't it? Um, when when he when his name get called out and he, and he come out the park, so listen, the old cliche will be a new like a new signing. Um, it's about how we we utilise these guys because again that that area of the park we've got some good players. Hadji's looking all right. Early doors looks lean, looks sharp. Um, you know you've got I thought uh, Kieran Dow at the two games. I know he seems to split opinion on social media. I think he looks a good player. I really do. I didn't think he was going to be a guy that was going to come in and push for a starting place, but no, he, I think he could. He, he looks like he's really bought into it, showing a lot of endeavour, putting himself about early doors. So the, the, the signings we've made look, I think they're interesting. I know Dessers didn't really do a hell of a lot when he came on. He took up a lot of Morelis-like positions. He was coming deep. Um, and, and I don't really like to see that from the striker, to be honest. I'd rather he stayed up there than in their part and done his business there. But We'll see how he's going to link up with possibly a new strike partner. Lammers looks neat and tidy. Um, he's quite exciting, uh, quite, quite an exciting front player as well. So, but um, no, Tom Lawrence, great to have him back, and I'm sure uh, he'll be chomping the bit to, to actually go and get a, a run of games and have a, you know an injury free season. He just, I, 
I think, well, for now, I'm not a great tactician or I'm terrible at football manager and all that carry on, but does, does Lawrence just add something slightly different that we don't have to this team? Because, we, look, we've got Hadji, who's a great creator, and we've got Dibble, who we, we might chat about in a wee second, who absolutely loves a tackle. You've got Cantwell, who's just magic. You've got Raskin at, at that defensive mid-position, who looks as if he could genuinely be somebody who goes to a top four club. And I know that will get cut out, right? But, I mean, he looks, I mean, maybe I'm over-exaggerating slightly, but he looks phenomenal. Um, so I suppose it's a two-part question. A, does Lawrence fit into this Rangers team? And does he add something different that we don't already have? And you're on mute, so that's a great start. Terrible. I know, shocking, sorry. I'm not I'm not sure if he adds something we don't already have, because I'm not quite sure what, what the new players bring, because I've only been here five minutes. I've seen them in a couple of friendlies. But, I mean, before Tom Lawrence got injured uh, just under a year ago, the most noticeable thing for me was he didn't he didn't have fancy a shot from all over the place. He'd shoot from anywhere, which we've sadly been missing for a long, long time. So from that point of view, yes, he brings that that's different. Now, I don't know whether any of these new players, I don't know whether Kieran Dowell likes a shot. I don't know whether Seema likes a hit from, from, from distance. I don't know, don't know enough about these guys. But at the moment, that's what for me what Tom Lawrence brings to the team. And I'll be interested to see how, he, how Michael Beale gets him in the team because... We've got an awful lot of forward players and you can't play them all. But I think there is ways he can probably set it up with, with three or four of them, maybe even five of them on the park at the same time, depending on the opposition, obviously. Because if we're playing against a team where they're coming to Ibrox and they're playing one de facto striker or no strikers at all, I can see him going light, going light at the back and you know stick, sticking Lawrence in as an extra midfielder or whatever. I know, do you know, I was looking at a comment here for Rangers on tour. Um, the five subs rule, or whatever, will be massive for us. We lack depth last season and also the ability to change formation mid-game. Because um, that was, a, a just moving on to what Wolf said there, or leading on for it, or segueing, or whatever you call it, I don't know. Um, in terms of Lawrence, you know, we have brought in a lot of players in that position. Um, and... With all the furore of him coming back and getting fit again and coming back into the team, I've not actually sat down and went, well, where does Lawrence fit in? Is that to me, well, sorry? Yes. Um, well, I, I, see, I was hoping to see maybe a little bit more in terms of style of play in these two games. I was hoping to see maybe a bit more intensity and, and a faster way of playing. I think we, we, we haven't looked too dissimilar to how we were playing and spells last season, so because I, I think it's so important if you are going to have all these players and keeping them happy and fitting them in, it is to utilize the five subs. But to do that, you've got to start putting teams away nice and early. Um, you've got to be getting three, four nil up, and then you can make these changes and and then be sort of low risk, and they can come on into a game and and feed themselves in. So you know, if you have, if you have two one at home to Livingston with twenty minutes to go, you're not going to bring on five players, are you? Um, so it's it's. It's it's about getting that balance right and, and and being effective and effective nice and quick in the in the league uh, to put yourself in a better position to start utilising your squad. So again, it comes down to the manager and, and how he sees us playing. There's been lots of talk at three at the back, two up front, but we don't when the, when the teams line up, it's looking pretty similar to how we were playing before. I know we've seen maybe Hadji and, and Cantwell respectively swapping, going deeper, and then maybe playing a little bit higher up. But still, I don't see a drastic change. And Rangers from what I was looking at last year, other than personnel. 
You don't see a drastic change. I don't, no, I really don't. I feel, I feel we're very um, pedestrian in terms of the build-up. Uh, I want to see it moved a lot quicker. I know those wee, wee, wee passage of play, Red Van Rip one down the line, and you know we, we broke a couple of times quite quickly, but I still feel like we're no playing as quick as I'd like. There was a couple of... Uh, it's only been two pre-season games. No, I know that, and I've said that before, but I would like to see a change because we need to do something different if we're going to try and, as I say, utilise full squad and keep all these these guys happy that are bringing in. I thought we pressed well at the weekend. You know, we saw we got the, the goal from... Sakala's goal came from, from Dill Preston, Sakala Preston, and then Dessa's got a chance for Kamar Roof Preston as well. If we can do that more, I'd be much more happy. I'll let you respond to that, Will. Um, my father is gassed. My father is gassed. <laughs> no, uh, the, the pace of the game will come. Bear, bear in mind, in friendly games, you know, you're, you're making about 300 substitutions, so that, all, that obviously imbalances the game. Um, I mean, if you looked at, since, since Michael Beale came in, he, he more or less sorted out the way we were playing, we were getting results other than the, okay, the, the, the abortion that we had at Pataudry, that was that was ridiculous. And then the um, the games the games against that other lot, but they were all down to individual mistakes. Mm-hmm. So the individual mistakes were down to the quality of player that we had. So we've addressed the quality of player because we brought in what we're hoping are better players because we've spent money on them and we brought in guys with bigger reputations. And I think the the pace of the game will come. I'm, I'm the world's worst than me, Mark. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm sitting at the Newcastle game saying it's too slow, we're too narrow, we're this, we're that. We're trying things. It's pre-season. It'll come. I know the pace of the game will come and we've got to be patient. The five subs thing is going to be absolutely critical for us because the problem we had last season was we didn't have the strength and depth on the bench. Bringing in the players we brought in, we've just said we don't know how they're all fitting in the team. So they're obviously some of them is going to sit on the bench. So he's going to utilise his subs. He's going to have subs to utilise now, which he didn't have before. You know, I mean, look, look, look at the start of last season. If you look at that other lot across the city, which we don't like to do, but they're blowing teams away for an hour, then then changing three or four players, like for like, the same quality. We I didn't have that. We I didn't still have... don't think, Wolf, that we'll be the the kind of team that blows teams away early. I don't no. think that would be us. But that, that, but that, but that, we don't need to do that. As long as as long as we're beating them, we don't need to be blowing them away early. But yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, what we've now got, we're now going to have quality on the bench to bring on. I mean. How many times last season were we sitting there saying, if we can get another goal, we can make some substitutions and we can get some of the young guys on? Because all we had on the bench were young guys. That's not going to be a situation now. They'll still be there. And if yeah. we're blowing teams away, we can bring them on. And there other guys there as well. had 172,000 injuries last season. Yeah, exactly. In terms, so, of, in terms of strength and depth. But the squad's an awful lot stronger now. Mm-hmm. That is. It is there's no argument the squad's stronger. So the substitutions are going to help us. Which yeah. was the question. Yes, no, I, I agree. Listen, I'm I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I just always have to try and be the moderator. Hey, don't shout at me. Um, you do enough of that at the referees at the games. I, I've sat beside you a few times. Um, Paul's asking a very good question, actually. Um, with all the players coming in, do you think Bailey Rice will get many games? Robert, somebody who I've seen at a lot of B-team games, and I got asked, the, well, you were on, and he's asked the question about uh, Jean-Louis Wyfeco. And I gave you my answer, and I got berated. Um, and I hope to God my answer was wrong. But, however, we're not going back down the John Lee Wife Echo route, right? We're, we're talking about Bailey Rice. Bailey Rice in the B-team games, you could see had that Alex Lowry charisma 
about him. You know, he was just he was just a level above. He, he there was no point really in him playing in that league apart from he get a bit of experience. His his intelligence was was let was streets and levels ahead of everybody in the Rangers team and every other team that they were playing. But as Paul says, Robert, with all these players coming in, we've got. So I'm just thinking about the players that play in his position. We have Ryan Jack, we have John Lundstrom, we have Raskin, possibly Cantwell, because um, he can float about that area. Um, Sifuentes possibly coming in the door. You've even got Alex Lowry still there. Um, Bailey Rice, I personally think if he's somebody that we could get game time this season, and I mean decent game time. He's somebody that could end up just as good, if not better, than all the players that I've just mentioned. But will he get that chance? I don't think he's going to get 20, 30 games under Michael Beale this season. However, you do maybe get the feeling that Michael Beale is going to have him around the, the first team um, and, and see how he benefits for that in his first season. And then maybe look at a move you know, on loan next year. I, I can't see him moving out at 16 to a, let's just say a mother or, or whatever, who are going to play him 20-25 games. I, I don't see that personally. I think he's he'll be in and around the first team this season um, and maybe get a couple, of, a couple of appearances. I was fortunate enough to, to be at Livingston when he made his debut. Wilf down there sort me a couple of tickets out, so I made the journey up and, and he came on. He, he played on the Friday night, I think, for, for Scotland and then they, they'd rushed him back and and got him some minutes at, at Livingston. So, listen, aesthetically, you do get that. We look at a young Barry Ferguson. I know I don't want to make too many comparisons, but um, at 16, he's got the wee buzz cut in that, and he seems to have that, I don't, that sort of swagger. Um, and just no phase, do you know what I mean? Um, so, he's Nothing definitely to one to get excited about, but bear in mind, got excited about Alec Lowry, and I just, I've got, like... A real bad feeling that that's not going to pan out the way I want it. So I don't really want to get too giddy about the young lad. Listen, what I will say is to think it's sixteen year old and you're swaggering about Ibrox Park um, is uh, is something else. You know, he's I think born in two thousand six. He's no seventeen until um, Halloween time, I think, but something like that. So it's it's great for him. I, I personally, if I'm the manager, I'm keeping him around it this year, see how he develops, and then maybe look at a, a potential loan next season. But to answer the question, I don't think he's going to get. 20, 30 games, maybe anything, 10 appearances, no starts, appearances, I think you've probably done all right this year. It's really difficult, Wilf, right? It's extremely difficult to have this conversation because it's probably the exact same conversation that we've been having for, I mean, how long has the rabble been going? Three years? Um, it's probably, it's the exact same conversation as what we had about Alex Lowry. But when we first started talking about Alex Lowry, the words that came out of my mouth were, yeah, but he's, Lowry's different, Lowry's different class, there's just something different about Alex Lowry, that's why I think he's got a chance, and if I was to ask you the question that I basically just asked Robert, I would caveat it with, but Bailey Rice is different, there's just something different about him, this boy is absolute class, so... I don't want Bailey Rice to go down the same route as, as Alex Lowry in terms of how long it's took him to get any sort of time in the first team. Obviously, he's had horrendous personal issues um, that nobody should have to go through at his age, but unfortunately, he has. There's also been rumours surrounding, obviously, attitude, etc. It's just never seemed to have went right for Alex, and I don't want that to happen with Bailey, albeit the boy's only 16. Um, but he is a special, special talent. Yeah, well, as Matt, I mean, as Matt says in the, in the comments, there's three, three, Alex Lowry's been through three managers and 
none of them have given them a regular a regular shot at the team. So there's something. In not terms right of there. personality as well, Wolf, they're two completely different people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's something not right there. But I mean, Bailey Rice, from what I've seen of him, is a prodigious talent. I think I agree with Robert that he will. He won't. He won't play twenty or thirty games, right? But you'll probably you'll potentially feature in maybe ten or fifteen games. You know, again, it's using the substitutes well, but it's putting teams to bed again. It's get get getting over the, the problem we've had the last couple of seasons is actually putting teams out of sight. Going two or three goals up at Ibrox and then we're into a game and giving them half an hour because you can. I don't think Bailey Rice will let us down. I think Bailey Rice is a fantastic player. But, you know, you don't want to keep the pressure on him and saying, right, son, there's 10 minutes left. We're getting beat 2 1, go and win the game for us. You can't do that to a 16 year old laddie. You just simply can't do that, you know. Well, hey, he's the best since Muller. Very good. So, but do you have your Muller hot or cold? That's, a, that's the question. I don't like it. I don't like Muller Rice. don't like Rice. I've so. got a fridge full of Miller Rice, but there you go. That's that's going to that's going a different way. But yeah, I think I think we'll keep them keep them around. Um, as somebody else said in the comments there, if we if he keeps going the way that the, 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 I can't even speak the trajectory that he's going in, he could be a natural replacement for Raskin, who, as you said earlier, ain't going to be around here forever. Because if Nico Raskin is half the player we think mm. he is, he's going to a year eighteen months down the line, we're going to be losing him. And we are. Let's be realistic about it. I bet mean, he's a completely different player in terms of the pace that, that Bailey plays at. Bailey isn't going to make the kind of runs that Raskin makes with the ball forward, but the, the, the pace the that he does. No, no, I, I, I just don't think that's the way he's going to be. He's more of a, a get the ball, spread the pass, read the game type player. Martin, so I saw uh, someone make a point on, on social media a couple of days ago just saying that, you know, you're looking at Bailey Rice and you're thinking to yourself, well, he might actually be a better option than John Lundstrom. Would you then be saying maybe put, putting John out to, to to get a fee in for him and moving him on? Well, the question is, and I wanted to touch on the Olympiacos game, by the way, but we've only got four minutes left. Um, the big question is, where does John Lundstrom fit in this Rangers team once everybody's in the door and fully fit? And I'll put well, that out to both of you. I, I, I don't think he fits he fits in at all. I think he's, he's going to be there to cover injuries and maybe fatigue if we, if we are on... Uh, a busy schedule with, with, with Europe. I, I don't, I don't see him um, being being a linchpin anymore. I think we've got players in there that are going to push him harder, and I don't know if he's up to the challenge. You talk about Nicholas Raskin, and I know we don't want to start selling players um, that that we that we love and who think are do, think are doing really well. But Nicholas Raskin's a first start every single week. Fit. He, he plays and right okay play. well i tell you what we'll do then right so if it's if it's an uh, important game or it's the majority of the games right whether Beal plays a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-2 or whatever who's your 100% nailed on starting midfielders if, if, if we can have if i can have Sifuentes, i'd probably say can't well Sifuentes and raskin yep 100% Right, so then who, well, who have we still got left in? You've still got, I suppose you've got Young Bailey Rice, right, but you can't really count him. So you've got Ryan Jack, you've got Alex Lowry, you've got Kamara still here, you've got John Lundstrom, who else? you've got Dowell. So where does where does Lundstrom fit in, Will? I don't think he, I don't think he does. He was a bit. He was the best on earth for three or four months, and he's not really done it since. So. As somebody said, said in the comments, he's just gone through and I'm not going to try and find it. Um, come January, he'll sign a pre-contract with somebody. And I would expect that to happen. So 
to prevent that happening, it wouldn't surprise me if we try to move on this window. Yeah, I must admit, I feel kind of feel the same. Um, I mentioned that a wee bit earlier, but just in case you missed it, um, if you want to help support the podcast, if you want access to extra content, loads of extra content, including an extra two live shows a week, you can head over to the Rangers Rabble Patreon. Um, the link for that is in the, the description. Um, the season is fast upon us. And we will be back to, we're two phone-ins a week. We're reaction to every single game live right here um, on YouTube, which I cannot wait to get back to. Um, Ian says, Martin snapped a bit. Yeah, did I snap? Is it just my face? Is it my face? I, I, I couldn't re- recall any snapping, but if you did put yourself back together, we've only got two minutes to go. You can get there. We, we have only got two minutes to go. Um, and loads of people are agreeing, um, apart from um, Scott, who's put Dowell in first. Very, very, very quickly, Robert. Um, Kieran Dowell absolutely loves a challenge. Um, from the, the snapshot that we've seen of him, um, he's not the player that I expected him to be. He's 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 all over the park. He closes down really well. He loves a challenge. Um, but I was getting I was getting told from people who you know live down in Norwich or people who know that that league um, that he was better technically than Campbell. But it doesn't seem to be that player. No, and, and, and I, I was starting to wonder at halftime on, on Saturday whether Cantwell has had a conversation with him about what the Rangers fans love to see because he really was putting himself about and, and flying into some challenges on that right-hand side early doors. So, um, as I said before, I didn't know too much about the lad. Uh, I didn't think he was going to come in and start pushing. Clearly, some of our support think he is worthy of a, a starting jersey. Uh, and I think the boy probably believes that as well now. So, um, it's nice to have some options and a player that as well, he wants to play forward. And that's what I think you went back into Lundstrom. Lundstrom really is looking very negative at times. So I, I like positivity. I said before about style of playing, moving the ball quick and getting up the park quick. And I think Dowell fits into that. So not excited for him. I think he could be a good one. If you've got anything to add to Wolf now is the time. I concur. That is the that is the perfect answer right on the hour mark. So yes. Um by the way, before you all jump away and leave the screen and, and hit the exit, um please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, I, I set the target at the start of last season to get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, and that failed absolutely miserably. So the target for this season is 8,000 subscribers. So we can get there, we can get there. That would be absolutely brilliant. Um, so if you haven't already, please do like um, and subscribe. That's us, lads. That's it. Let's see how before, before we go, can I just tell everybody before they before they log out and disappear elsewhere, because I know there's other podcasts about to start. Uh, tomorrow night, this is an exclusive for you as well, Martin, because you've been busy all day and haven't seen the group chat. Yes. Tomorrow night, 7.30, live here on YouTube, we'll have a women's show, because we haven't done one for a while and we've got some new signings. We were hoping ah. to do it tonight. We were hoping to do one tonight, but uh, scheduling issues. Basically, Brian's working, so... Right, I see. So tomorrow night at half seven, we're going to do it. We're going to the do Rangers it live show on tomorrow night at half past seven. Superb. Like, yeah. subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on all the social medias. The links for all that is in the description. And of course, if you want to um, sign up to the Patreon, um, the link for that is in the description. And just choose the tier that suits you. So thank you, Robert. Thank you, Wolf. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you back tomorrow night for the women's show. And then on Wednesday, we'll see you right after the Olympiacos game for live match reaction. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We'll speak to you all again very, very soon.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.